Hello and welcome to a new episode of Vista Talk. I'm Simon Hodgkins, your host for today, and I am really happy to be joined by Gregory Tuhig and Jordan Knights. And I think this is your first time on the Vista Talks podcast. Am I right in saying that? Yeah. 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 Fantastic. Well, you're both very welcome. We thought, uh, as we come to the end of one year and the beginning of a new year, that we take a little look back at some of the episodes and interesting people that we've had join us on Vista Talks over the last 12 months. Uh, Greg and Jordan are very, very, very kindly going to uh, discuss some of their favorite episodes. And of course, if you have been with us all year, you may have heard some of these episodes already. If not, this is going to be a very helpful guide so you can go back and listen maybe to some of those recordings that you may have missed throughout the year. So let's get on with the show. Uh, Maybe if I can start, if you don't mind, uh, I want to cast our minds back to the discussion that we had with uh, Christina Podner. And Christina was um, of particular interest uh, to me because she is actually the author of a book. And uh, Christina's book is called the power of digital policy. And I think it's particularly fitting now. It was episode 40, so it was a little while ago. Uh, but her book was very timely for me, particularly as we found ourselves in this sort of more online world that we've all been living in, um, regardless of probably which part of the world you've been living in. But in her book, she goes into a lot of detail about um digital you know how to lower risks how to increase opportunities and you know christina's got a lot of experience because i know in her career she's worked with very big brands whether it's delta airlines or intel or toyota or unicef she's worked with a a plethora of very interesting uh, global brands and as an advisor for these brands she's very used to helping them to really make the most of digital policy uh, as a consultant. So the one that I wanted to start with was that, because I think it's particularly relevant. A lot of brands that we talk to at the moment are very, very heavily digital focused. So let me hand over maybe to you, Greg. What, what, which episodes have uh, sort of hit the spot for you this year? Yeah, so I mean, this year, I think we had so many really interesting episodes, um, especially because, you know, a, a lot of thought and a lot of kind of debate came out in, in a lot of different areas and industries because of the global pandemic. Um, so I think for me, um, early on in the year, in April, um, the t- two episodes that really kind of struck a chord with me was um, two kind of uh, special episodes that we did with two VistaTech employees. So okay. we did an episode with Davide De Simone and Serena, Pir- Serena Pironi. Um, and those were it was basically um, you know it was so early on in the pandemic that they were able to give us such great insights into kind of you know their life and the kind of the challenges that they had um, so and I think you know we were kind of you know we were going into lockdown nearly at that stage that it kind of gave us that you know those kind of insights that you know, we wouldn't have known otherwise. Um, so they talked on things about, you know, staying kind of healthy in terms of your mental health and physical health um, and working from home and just kind of like all the different, a lot of different tips and advice that really went a long way, I think, and probably helped a lot of people um, kind of as nearly like a, a guidebook to uh, a pandemic. Um, so I think those were really interesting for me. 
Um, another really interesting episode um, was with Lucio Bagnolo, episode 32. And Lucio is the head of, uh, head of translation at Amnesty International. And um, for any listeners who uh, don't know, you should definitely check out his episode as well. It's really interesting. Um, and the reason I found that interesting as well from more of a corporate side was because obviously with the pandemic that happened and everything, uh, you know, translation and crisis response became so critical which obviously is a big part of what Amnesty International does. And, you know, with Lucio being head of translations, you know, he touched on some really important um, points in terms of like the turnaround time, uh, just, you know, having crisis response, um, you know, as quickly as possible. And, you know, it, it was quite interesting to see from that side um, how, you know, how it kind of impacts a lot of different areas and how actually crucial language is when it comes to big, you know, global crises, something that we've, we haven't really seen, at least in my generation, haven't really seen anything on such a huge scale. And it just goes to show how, you know, massive an impact it has on so many different areas. Um, and yeah, I, then... think, I think the, the episodes that you mentioned there, particularly that the two uh, Vista Tech episodes that you mentioned, which I think was it twenty six and twenty seven? Have I got that right? Yeah, episode twenty six and twenty seven. They were yeah. they were. It feels like a lifetime ago. They were pretty early on in the pandemic, and they, it was yeah. A, it, it was very uh, helpful of them to share some of the the thoughts and the feelings that they were having, uh, being based uh, where they are based. Yeah, uh, in Italy, and um, yeah, I, I do remember those episodes, and of course, Amnesty uh, involved in lots of lots of areas around the world. So it was particularly interesting to, to listen to Lucio. Sorry, you were going to say something else there, Greg, were you? Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. I mean, I think it was really interesting for episodes 26 and 27 with Serena and Davide. You know, Italy was essentially the epi- the European epicenter of um, coronavirus. So they were, they kind of knew more than we would about how to deal with it and, you know, how your lifestyle would change and how everything. So, you know, I think that was probably the most insightful at the time and the most kind of timely episodes that we'd had and the most relevant because they were, you know, they were so helpful um, and to talk about, you know, their own experiences yeah. and stuff. Um, and then, you know, from the corporate side as well to hear Lucio and, you know, his, his kind of opinions on the global response and, you know, what governments should be doing and the importance of language and crisis response. Um, yeah. it, it brings to mind another episode actually um, with Ellie Kemp episode 37 um, and Ellie Kemp is the head of crisis response with translations with translation without borders and she kind of brought in a lot of that really interesting um, those interesting uh, kind of things that you you know you might not consider are so critically important in a time like this so she was talking about how you know we have basically a whole new vocabulary that needs to be translated across the world and I think the example that she gave was like the social distancing you know this word we didn't really I didn't I personally didn't hadn't heard of the term social distancing before the pandemic and I think a lot of people hadn't um you know it's easy to assume what it means in the context of a global pandemic but it was just kind of really interesting points that it's one thing that has to be translated into so many different languages to make it globally understandable as like a, a guideline for what people should be doing. And that, you know, with this new vocabulary that, th- that 
you know the world has to kind of get to grips with and get used to there's a whole she was talking about you know terminology management and having like a brand new database of all these new words that need to be translated and again how kind of like time critical um all of like everything that was happened how time critical it all was um and you know the amount of words that i think you know need to be translated and each response it's you know there's a huge amount of work that goes into it so yeah those are kind of my my kind of favorite and most insightful episodes because it kind of brings it you know we see like personal experience versus the kind of more commercial worldwide and societal impact that it has those are the most interesting for me yeah yeah no all very all very excellent points what about you jordan let's bring you into the conversation uh, when you look back over the year uh, of podcasts from Vista Talks, anything that sticks out for you? Thanks, Simon. Just to bounce off what Greg said there in relation to how the world and climate has changed, uh, one of my favorite podcasts this year was actually done by Barbara Brennan, uh, episode okay. 41. Uh, effectively, it covers the sort of mental health aspect of uh, someone's well-being, and especially in this time with the changes that have been going on, the new norm, as Greg referred it to, and the social distancing. Uh, your own mental health is quite important. Uh, she kind of delved quite de- deep into the actual subject itself. And one of the more interesting areas was stigma that is attached to mental health. Um, as you know, everyone has at some point possibly dealt with mental health uh, issues in their life. It was nice to see how she kind of addressed the difference between a public stigma and a self stigma and how these things can kind of latch onto you and affect your own uh, sort of uh, mental state, which is great. It was also really nice to hear about the Green Ribbon campaign still moving forward, uh, even though, you know, we've had all of the cancellations and uh, hiccups this year with events. She was still able to move the Green Ribbon forward. Uh, a bit it's on digitally now, but it's still fantastic that such an important event is still uh, carrying on to this day. Um, so that was one of my favourites. And the Green Ribbon kind of ties into the second one, which is uh, episode 38 by Louise O'Connor. Uh, this one was more focusing on digital transformation, which once again ties into the idea of taking a physical event, which was the Green Ribbon, and then moving it digitally. Now, this was quite important. Uh, and as you know, in the current state, adapting digitally is super important. So the fact that she was able to go through the sort of digital transformation and just sort of uh, point out how it is a key to survival in the age of digital is, uh, is quite an interesting listen to in itself and how she kind of covers the, uh, the digital uh, index, if you will, and how you yourself actually mentioned the uh, localization index. It's quite a nice tie-in. So those were two of my favorites. And then a third, if I had to kind of bounce off, would be um, episode 45 by Jimson Hodgkin, which was not necessarily related to the other two. This one was more just a personal interest. I found his sort of story of how he got into languages quite interesting in terms of it all started with the fact that he found a Greek um, music video that took his uh, took his interest so much that he decided to learn the entirety of the Greek language. And then that kind of developed. And just seeing his passion for languages was so inspiring that uh, I just couldn't help but listen to the entire podcast over lunch. It was great. Yeah, so I think he speaks like, was it 10 or more languages? He speaks quite a lot of languages, I think, doesn't quite he? Quite a few, yeah. I think he said over a dozen if we're being uh, okay. Okay. in numbers. So quite accurate. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Uh, he was uh, with American Express, I think, for a while. He's, yes, he's, yes, yeah. yes. And uh, Louise, you mentioned as well. I know Louise quite well. I actually was on that episode. I remember that one. Um, Louise is very good in terms of digital transformation, but getting companies to understand what 
what do you mean by digital transformation? Yeah. Because I know if Louise was here now, she'd be talking about how digital transformation means very different things to very different people. In the episode with Louise, I know um, one of the things that sort of got my mind working was the, there's been two or three types of companies. And there's the companies that were sort of born on the internet. They were very digital savvy, very digital forward, and they were able to probably respond a little bit better. And we have seen, and we know some very big brands that have done really, really well and continue to grow their business uh, at this time. Uh, and then I suppose there are companies who were pre-digital, as in they were born before the internet was a thing. And some of those companies, if they hadn't invested in a, a digital transformation strategy, found themselves really having to move quickly to protect their business uh, and to grow revenues, maybe in ways that they weren't used to. Uh, and we've seen a lot of sort of non-online uh, retailers becoming online retailers for the first time, or even if they had a percentage of their business online, we're seeing that percentage grow now. Uh, I suppose the big question for those companies is whether as we return, you know, hopefully vaccines and, and everything else that goes along with, with that, as we return to some kind of new normal, whether that online shopping behavior continues and if it has accelerated us forward in a sort of five to 10 year time frame that some commentators are talking about, um, it'll be yeah. interesting to see. Yeah, definitely. I think there was, it was a huge catalyst for digital change and it was just, it was more of a necessity than anything for companies to, you know, really have to up their game um, in terms of their digital response, even for, you know, non-retail companies um, basically any company that had a workforce or an office um, not that, you know, wasn't, didn't have the flexibility, say, to work from home, they needed to come up with a solution. Um, it reminded me there when you said that just about um, something that uh, Debbie Day said um, about, you know, Vista Tech as well. Like we're quite fortunate that we have a very flexible working from home environment that it wasn't a huge change for some of us. Um, but, you know, then there's a lot of, you know, we're quite fortunate in that sense, but there's a lot of companies that had to, you know, basically start from scratch that had no, you know, work from home capabilities. So, you know, and then we saw the huge surge in popularity of, you know, Zoom and, you know, Skype and Teams and, you know, everything that people had to use. Um, so I think, I think it's like across all industries, but definitely retail had a huge surge and a huge kind of demand. Um, so, yeah, it's definitely, it's definitely interesting to see how that'll progress or if it'll go back to normal or if it'll continue at the rate that it's growing now. It's, yeah, it's quite interesting. No, for sure. And um, in terms of, I suppose, more recent discussions for me, I know we're, we're currently releasing the um, the World UX Roundtable that took place with Maria and uh, Alberto from Vodafone and Tarja and Pat and Ryan and uh, Sergio, of course. So that there's three episodes of that podcast, which I think is 40, episode 46, 47, and 48. Um, and they're really the, the, the three um, segments of a, a World UX discussion, uh, which was hosted fairly recently. And I, that, I suppose, is a, a combination of the three sort of key elements that I know Maria is uh, talking about extensively at the moment, which is sort of the, the design element the content element and the localization element and how you you sort of bring those three things together 
because it's it's um, it's critical in today's world, the world we find ourselves in now, that you do bring those key elements together, uh, and they, the 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 impact that UX has when you're trying to reach those global markets, um, and that's whether you are um, an Amnesty International, as you mentioned, Greg, or whether you are translation uh, translators without borders, and the fantastic work that they're doing around the world. Everybody's had to move very quickly uh, at a high level of, of speed and accuracy uh, in order to um, to make a difference. And uh, I'm, I'm sort of very happy and humbled that, that Vistec has played a, a small part in that in some areas. So, uh, but obviously with our global community of friends around the world, we've been able to, to make uh, some small differences anyway. And um, it's been great to, to see that. So, I suppose, is there anything else you want to add in terms of the year that's been in? It's not, I suppose it's not a, a surprise that a lot of the episodes that you've picked out there are very sort of whether they, they touch on the pandemic or brands that have been involved uh, probably a little bit more because of the uh, coronavirus situation that we found ourselves in. Uh, but is there anything else in terms of Vista Talks that you want to touch on before we wrap this episode up? Yeah, I think um, a lot of the episodes that we discussed today are very reflective of the year that we had. And, you know, it was a very turbulent year for a lot of people um, and a lot of companies and, you know, basically the whole society across the world. Just, you know, it, it was kind of turned upside down in a lot of senses. Um, so, you know, it's it was actually really interesting as well. Some of Jordan's points about mental health. Um, which were also discussed in some of some of the uh, episodes, episode 26 and 27 that I was discussing. Um, I think, you know, mental health is, is definitely an important, um, an important point to take away from this year as well, something to consider, because I think in some, you know, in somewhere or another, I think everyone was impacted mentally to some extent, some worse than others. So I think it's definitely something that needs to be looked at further by governments and you know something that needs to be looked at by employers as well in terms of you know you know well-being in the workplace well being just you know in society in general um so i think that's a really interesting point and you know hopefully maybe another another topic that we could look at next year and um, for uh, for vista talks uh, as well as some of the other topics that we talked about would be fun to explore further absolutely anything else from you jordan no, Greg's kind of covered it there. I, I definitely think mental health has been one of the key words of this year, along with digital transformation and obviously the new normal. So I think the past the episodes we kind of talked about there definitely kind of highlight these facts. And I think 2021, hopefully, uh, we should see us transition maybe more towards uh, the new normal, as they keep referring it to, and everyone's kind of returning back to work. So I'm looking forward to seeing what kind of episodes we produce in the future and who we uh, interview. Absolutely. Well, I know we're rapidly approaching publishing episode 50, uh, which I think for us now is um, we kind of take it in our stride. But I can remember back to episode one uh, to think even 50 episodes down the road was quite a stretch. So I'm, I'm delighted. Thanks to, to Greg and to Jordan for all their help behind the scenes with, with Vista Talks. And of course, to Priscilla Charles, who's not with us today. Uh, but for all the uh, work and effort, it's normally Priscilla who's behind the microphone here a lot of the times on a lot of the episodes this year. So thank you to Priscilla. And of course, to all our guests who've been with us uh, to uh, join us on all the episodes. We've done a lot of episodes this year. 
Uh, it's been a, a great privilege and a pleasure to do that. And we look forward to bringing more Vista Talks episodes, which, as we say, more interesting discussions with interesting people from around the world to everybody in 2021. So all that remains for me is to thank everybody who's been on the show so far. And uh, if you're interested in being on Vista Talks, get in touch. We'd love to hear from you. Uh, and to Greg and to Jordan, thanks very much for taking the time out to share some of your favorite episodes so far. So thank you, Greg. Thank you, Jordan. Thanks, Simon. And we'll Bye. see everybody soon. Thank you. Bye for now. Bye-bye.